Yeah. I feel like people don't. People don't wanna rep their city, man. Red city. I rep my city. Portland 503, I need you to stand up right now. OG, wanna see with G. We got what you want. We got what you need. Come and light it up, up. Come and join the team. We got what you want. We got what you need. Come and light it up, up. Come and join the team. Blazer. Welcome back to another episode of the official Blazer Gang podcast. Today is Saturday, January 18th. As you know, it's another beautiful day in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> uh, my name is Chris. I got my guy Wang and Brody in the background right there. And today we're doing a special episode with Chef Kiara, Kitchen Killer, hey. our personal chef to our big guy, Hassan Whiteside. Um, Want to say thank you for coming to the show. For sure. Thanks for having me, man. As soon as we got here, your, your podcast, your IG was the first thing that came up. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's, it's Blazer official. So yeah. we're happy to be get invited for sure. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, yeah, first off, we want to give a shout-out to uh, AV Rentals. Shout-out to our sponsor, Portland, Inc. You can see all of our gear. I got one of the shirts on right now. Uh, we got the We Got Shooters, and I know uh, Brody has a T-shirt underneath yeah, his flannel right now. <laughs> but um, you can get all of our apparel at uh, Cultural Blends in the Lloyd Center if you guys haven't checked that out. Um, so let's just get down to it. Let's uh, do it. How, 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 we, how did you come up with the name Kitchen Killer? Oh, man. Um... Before I cooked, I used to manage retail and grocery stores, okay. and I did that for a long time. It was really cool, um, but I, they used to call me killer because I used to bump from store to store and just kind of reset gotcha. a store, turn it upside down, and all of a sudden it was a su successful store. So okay. they used to call me, like, oh, man, killer coming, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, when I started cooking, you know, the kitchen killer, it just, it just worked, you know right. what I'm saying? It, it just kind of hit. And we've just been rocking with it ever since, you know? Okay, yeah, no, no for sure. So um, basically, with being the personal chef to Hassan, right. I know you got to work kind of crazy hours. How is that on your um, your day-to-day -day operations? So being a personal chef, really, to anybody is kind of is, is kind of nuts. Um, but right. for athletes, it's it's crazy because they got scheduled, they got shoot-around, they got practice, they got games, mm -hmm. they travel. Um, and then because he's such a big guy, he needs to eat constantly, right. you know? Um, so it's, it's interesting because you have to schedule your life essentially around his life. Um, but, you know, there are rewards to that because, you know, who gets to cook for elite people right. on a day-to-day -day basis? Um, so scheduling can be hectic, but, you know, when he's gone, when he's on the road, then we get some free time to do stuff like this. Um, so it's, it's fun, you know? It's all good. Now, before the cameras start rolling, we know that you guys caught off the plane uh, last night. So, right. you, you know, you're dealing with a lot of stuff off off the uh, schedule with Hassan. For sure. So talk about some of your, you know, personal things that you do outside of just cooking for Hassan. Yeah, so uh, I own Kitchen Killer Culinary Solutions. So it's a personal chef and catering company. Um, right now we're by coastal since we're out on this end. Um, we do, you know, private events for, for two people, four people. Uh, bridal showers, birthday parties, bachelor parties, um, and then we do like luxury events, weddings, right. um, and then some corporate events too. So in South Florida, we've done American Express's official events, Adidas Express um, official events. Uh, so we literally do everything from cooking for two people to cooking for I don't know 1,500 people. Man, yeah, crazy. so that's so crazy. it's a little bit of everything. What, um, what would you say is like your biggest event? That you've ever done. I know you said Adidas. Um, Adidas. Is yeah, yeah, we did Adidas. We, we fed Adidas, um, I want to say it's probably 400 people over, but we did like four meals a day, 400 people for three days straight. Okay. Um, but the American Express, we did like 1,500 people with American Express. That's yeah, it was nuts. <laughs> well, today you only have a few of us. Yeah. You know, three of us. So, um, what, what's on the menu for today? Today, so today I'm doing this uh, mango chicken bowl. Okay. Um, it's cool because you know, coming from South Florida, we like mango, we like right. pineapple, we like that all the tropical fruit, stuff. Yeah. Um, and then it's always cool to kind of fold in fruit um, mm -hmm. with with your meals, so he can get the potassium, he can get the vitamin C, and all that stuff. Um, and then we're going to put it on a bed of uh, fresh greens, which okay. is some really cool stuff I found here in Portland. Uh, there was a vendor at the store where I was shopping, and um, these greens are actually like 21 days old from seed to harvest really? to store. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. they're nice and fresh. They're bright. You could eat them like just as they are, which is really hard to say with most greens. You right, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. You, never <laughs> so, know. you never know. So yeah, so we're going to do like a spicy um, mango chicken with coconut rice on a bed of lettuce. Nice and simple. I'm ready. That sounds good. You ready? Let's get to it. Let's get to it. So I'm hungry. No yeah, doubt. Sure. No doubt. So um, like that, so we talked about some of your background uh, coming from Florida. 
what was it like um, growing up in the household, uh, growing up and cooking? Was cooking obviously like a big deal for your family? Um, it wasn't really. Like my mom okay. cooked. Yeah, she cooked. I have a younger brother, so she cooked for us to make sure we didn't eat out a whole lot. But I didn't really start getting in the kitchen and cooking until after I had moved out. Okay. You know, but that was kind of my, my thing. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, That's right. how I used to get people to come over. Like, yo, I cooked. And nobody else my age, <laughs> yeah, 1920, sure. was cooking. They're like, all right, right. we're going to Killer House, you know? Yeah. So, um, so, so that was it. But, but now we, food was a big part of our family in terms of it being the central place where we ate. You know, we always ate together. There was no mm. scattered around the house type thing. There were no right. phones at the table, nothing like that. Right, it okay. was just straight family time. Have a conversation. You know what I'm saying? So in terms of it being um, a central place, an important time, and for holidays and stuff like that, it's definitely where we, where we um, congregated, mm -hmm. you know? But it wasn't that fancy. It was standard uh -huh. southern food, you know, regular, easy. You know, my mom was a working mom, so, you know, kind of quick stuff that worked. Right. That's, that's what we did, you know? Now, I know growing up, me and my sister, we usually had to cook for ourselves. Yeah. After, after school, like I saw Wang earlier, my sister, she loved mac and cheese. She would get out the box, you know, craft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that that used to be my mac favorite mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Really? Good, we're, yeah. we're, we're just talking about how disgusting that is. Man, I, I, haven't had it, I haven't had it in years, but I know growing up, I preferred the craft box Did you? Okay. over like my mom's homemade mac. I'm like, well, that's too much going on in there. Uh, right. You Let me get that box simple, right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You want that processed stuff. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Brody, what about you growing up, man? How, how was life in your household cooking? The, the go-to meal for me was uh, bologna sandwiches. Okay. Yeah, I would just uh, throw that together real quick on my own, you know, some uh, sliced cheese, uh, uh, some right. bologna, some mayo. Something I wasn't simple. a big fan of mustard till I got older, so just simple stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, for sure. Um, now with that, what, was, what would you say, chef, what would be your go-to meal that you would like to cook, that you like to cook? Oh man, you know, it varies with how I feel, but mm -hmm. like I, I love tacos, okay. you know, yeah, tacos yeah, yeah. are my thing. I love Asian food, mm -hmm. so anything I can start pulling out some uh, ponzu and soy sauce and that kind of stuff, Okay. I love it, I'm here for it. Um, but uh, I, I probably have to say right now tacos, and, and Hassan loves tacos, so we do tacos probably once a month, okay. um, maybe twice a month for him. Now, do you go with taco? Do you do the whole Taco, taco Tuesday, Tuesday with LeBron? <laughs> like, like LeBron. Nah, I won't, won't get that deep into it. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, if you guys watch Haas on his um, on his IG stories mm -hmm. and, and uh, his Snapchat and stuff, he gets pretty animated when it's food that he likes. So, <laughs> I think the last time we had tacos, it was Taco Wednesday. Okay. You know. Okay. Now, with the tacos, do you like to do the fish tacos or you do some chicken tacos or is just regular Man, tacos? When I'm when I'm cooking for um, you know, new people. I like to get real fancy. Oh, you gotta impress them. Yeah, yeah, I like to do sea bass tacos. I like to do like pulled short rib tacos, okay. that kind of stuff. Um, you know, Hassan's favorite is uh, ground beef. So he likes it nice and simple. Yeah. A big okay. ground beef taco. Um, but yeah, we, we like to do a little bit of everything with tacos. Tuna, like ahi tuna. The tuna's real popular out here. Okay. Um, so, you know, we do ahi tuna tacos. There's really no limit to how you can make a taco. So that's what I like about it. Right, definitely. You know? So quick question, what are you doing with the rice right now? So right now I got rice. Um, I put a little olive oil in the pan okay. and then coconut milk. So it's a real thick, creamy coconut milk. Add a little salt to it and then add some chicken stock to it. Um, you know, my thing with rice is you never just cook it with water, you know what right. I'm saying? Like that's a whole opportunity for you to, uh, you know, get some flavor in there. Right. Now on, I heard you like to create something that's called sophisticated comfort food. Yeah. Can you please explain to our viewers right now what that entails? I'm about to smoke y'all out real fast. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, no problem. Get this chicken in. Um, so sophisticated comfort food for me is it's just like what we were talking about with the tacos, you know, as opposed to just doing a regular ground beef taco, a regular chicken taco standard, then you want to do something like um, the sea bass, you okay. know. So when we talk about sophisticated comfort food, tacos are comfort food, you know. Mm -hmm. um, if you're talking about stuff like stuffing, you know, for Thanksgiving, those, right. that's comfort food. But then if you turn it up, like for Thanksgiving last year, we did a seafood stuffing. Okay. So it had crawfish and scallops Ooh. and you know, shrimp and all that kind of stuff in there. So that's where we kind of turn up a little bit. Okay. So we're going to give you what you're used to, right. but we're going to turn it up a little, a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Put something in there. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Put a little, little sauce bit. on it, you know? Okay. Yeah, I could sort of relate because I know my auntie, um, 
We was talking about this last episode with Chef B and Chef Kenny. Shouts out to Chef B. Hey, Chef Kenny, those are my you know? dudes, man. When we got here, Chef B, Chef Kenny, uh -huh. they reached out. And uh, it's, it's been all love. We got some stuff in the works coming up with those guys. So we're going to collaborate, but they're great guys. Sweet, okay, sweet. okay. Now, with this chicken, um, what did you season it with? All right, so before I got here, I was trying to cut up some of this prep time. Right, right. But um, I found some real cool local spices. Okay. Um, when we go to farmer's markets, I try to keep it local, see mm. some different stuff, especially since sure. we're so used to being in South Florida. You get all the same spices and, right. you know, seasonings and stuff down there. So now that we're here, uh, we found some different purveyors. Uh, so this is a black tea spice. Okay. So it's like black tea, cumin, black pepper. Mm. Um, some chili peppers, and then some salt, you know, just salt in there too. Okay, okay. One of the questions that I have is like, how does the certain areas of the country that you go to like affect the certain way you uh, cook the food? Yeah, so it's cool because here, you know, there's certain things that are in abundance. The black cod is in abundance, mm -hmm. the salmon's in abundance. Um, whereas like in South Florida, it's snapper. It's snapper all day, oh, okay, every day. Yeah, That's right, what right. we do, you know what right, I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, snapper, catfish, that kind of stuff. So um, here, it's just kind of switching it up and getting to see what's, what's fresh. Um, here, also, we got really cool produce. So like things like figs and, and um, you know, like these lettuce markets, the lettuce farms that are really close yeah. by. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have much of that in South Florida. Um, so it's cool to be able to incorporate those things in everyday meals and keep it nice and fresh as opposed to cooking the same thing over and over. Definitely. Because, you know, when you got to cook for a guy three times a day, five, six days a week when hard. he's in town, yeah. it's hard to have this, you know, not have the same flavor profile for every dish, you know? Now, does he have common, uh, like, go-to meals that he requests regularly, or does he like to try different things? Every so often. So, you know, there's a, um, he likes tuna bowl, like ahi tuna, okay. a tuna poke bowl. He likes uh, catfish because he's a Carolina boy, so yeah, he likes a good catfish, catfish sandwich, yeah. you know, regular that. white bread, nothing too fancy, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Catfish, coleslaw. Um, besides that, um, not too much. Like his favorite breakfast stuff is like an omelet and potatoes. Yeah, he likes well. his omelet particular way. <laughs> so, you know, as, as you cook for him and you kind of hang with him, you know the different things he likes and doesn't like, you know? Sure. Now, if you guys are just now tuning in, we got Hassan Whiteside's personal chef, Chef Kiara, kitchen killer. Um, killer, excuse me. Talk to now, is there any, um, or tell, tell them where we can find you guys so far, you know, on your social media or anything like that. For sure. Instagram is kitchen underscore killer. It's K-I-L-L-A. Um, Facebook, kitchen killer culinary solutions. Um, and I think we got a Twitter page too, but I can't, I don't be on yeah, there. You don't, Twitter, you don't mess with the Twitter. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. Y'all yeah. go follow me over there. Tell me what's happening. But, um, but yeah, Instagram, kitchen underscore killer. And then obviously we got a website, kitchenkiller.com. Just right. straight. Um, but that's where you find us. Right. So if you guys haven't uh, checked her out, look at her social media page on her, on her IG. All the food looks bomb. I'm not gonna no, lie. Good. Yes. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I followed her. The, the presentation looks pretty good. Thank you. So, um, with this so far, with the cooking, I mean, what consistency would you say you would like to try to get the rice at? Oh, so rice is gonna be nice and soft, not mushy. Okay. Um, but because we add that coconut cream to it, mm -hmm. it's gonna ha be a little softer and a little stickier okay, okay. than just standard rice. Yeah. Um, but as long as it's cooked all the way through and not actually mushy, then we're good with that. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so this chicken we're just cooking in batches because I don't know if you can see, but you got a little crust. You want that crust to stick to that chicken like that. Okay, uh, yeah. So as opposed to like dumping all the chicken in at once, if you sure. spread it out and you get it on high heat, I told you I was going to smoke you out right. a little bit. Right, and we're good, we're good right now. <laughs> the, the high heat allows you to be able to sear this chicken and mm -hmm. get a nice crust on it. Again, it's just layers of flavor, you know what I'm so, saying? Usually when I have all my meat, I put everything in at once. So yeah. you're saying, Put it in part-time, part-time. Yeah, and, toss it and it depends on what your goal go. is, right? right? Like if I was making a chicken soup uh -huh. and it didn't really matter to me, then yeah, I could dump it all in okay. there. But the idea is we want this chicken, that we want the seasoning and the spices on the chicken to stand sure. out. And if it piles up in here too much and all it does is fall off from huh. the liquid that's been yeah. generated okay. in the pan, you know what I'm saying? Okay, gotcha. So you want it to stick. So once it gets halfway through, I'm gonna pull this out, start the other one, and finish batch. it all back in together. Cool. Yeah, I wanted to go back to actually how you kind of formed a partnership with Hassan. How did that, how did that happen with Whiteside? Oh, with Whiteside, yeah. gotcha. Um, so so uh, about a year and a half ago, mm -hmm. um, before I started cooking for him, obviously, I was just doing private chef work in South Florida. Um, so I was just cooking randomly okay. for, for people here and there. And um, 
I ended up doing a birthday weekend for uh, Ray Felton. Okay. You guys know Ray yeah. Felton? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so ended up One of our beloved trailblazers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I did a birthday weekend. He spent the weekend in Miami, him and his boys. They did, uh, Oops, I'm gonna reach me. behind you real fast. Um, <clears throat> and so I, I did breakfast, lunch, and dinner for Ray and his Fine. friends. It had a house full of guys. And um, one of his friends is friends with Hassan. Okay. And then yeah. Hassan just happened to be in the market for a chef. So um, that's kind of how, you know, it's like who yeah. you know type situation. Exactly. So they called me and it was like, yo, and, and we did an interview process, which is really just cooking. <laughs> it's oh, not man. a whole lot yeah. of interviewing, it's just cooking. Um, but also just seeing if it's a vibe, you know, mm. because when you are with somebody for that much time, you know, sometimes you're the first person they see when they wake up. Right. Sometimes you're the last person they see before you go to bed. It's an intimate space. So you mm, kind of have definitely. to vibe. For sure. You know, yeah. you got to you got to be OK with being in each other's space. Um, and it takes privacy. It takes, you know, it takes a lot of stuff yeah. um, outside of just cooking. So we're just kind of seeing if we, if he liked me, if I liked him, if it right. was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that for like a week. And then um, he called me back right before the season was about to start. It's like, let's rock and roll. That's awesome. So that's Very basically nice. how that goes. So I have a question about, um, you know, like the business side of the NBA. Sure. How does How does that kind of, obviously you're in Portland now, so like with the with trade season happening and whatnot, if, if a player like him gets traded, how does that affect your daily work? If he is to have me, I go where he goes. Yeah. Yeah, right. that's how we ended up here because I was working for him right. in Miami. And, um, you know, again, he's a creature of habit, much like I am. You know, once you kind of build right. your circle, you don't really want to mess that up too much. Yeah. And if you like what's going on, if I like what's going on and it works, then we just go. You know, you know, we're team white side at this point. So we want sure. to make sure that um, he's healthy, that he's eating what he's supposed to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like it when he goes, you know, when he's out like, ah, what am I going to eat? Like, you shouldn't have to do right. that. You yeah, know what right. I'm saying? Like, I, I take that as a part of my responsibility, making sure he has what he needs. And uh, even when he goes out to restaurants, especially now that we move here, he'll hit me and be like, yo, where can I go eat? You know what I mean? Sure, okay. what, what, you know, and then we go these lists back and mm-hmm. forth, breakfast spots, lunch spots, dinner spots. So, you know, it's all about trying to make sure he's cool. Well, right? yeah. I would say all of Portland or most of us here in the studio know we appreciate what you're putting in his body because <laughs> yeah, he's having a career year, yeah. you know, leading the league that. in blocks, uh, nah. top 10 in rebounds and everything like that. So we appreciate that. Yeah, sure. I, uh, it's, it's my duty, you know. Right. I feel like last year he, he had... Uh, record low body fat percentage. Mm. And you know, obviously that's him spending time in the gym, right. but it's also not eating trash. Right, you what know? you put in your body, yeah, for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, it's not eating trash, so it's, it's green juices, it's, you know, uh, getting your inflammation down with pineapple and stuff like that. Totally. And so a lot of that stuff, I kind of have to talk him through, like I'm just not feeding you kiwi that for the sake of feeding you kiwi. But you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. So it's my job to make sure I'm keeping it fresh for him, but also keeping it healthy and keeping it lean and kind of masking you know the healthy stuff with so you kind of structure a, a like a culinary diet for him for sure yeah for sure it's essential because you know if it were up to most guys his age they would eat like burgers and fried chicken every day yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what i'm saying burgers and fried chicken right. every day but you know his body is his is his is his money mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. it's his temple it's, it's what he does for a living so he can't do what he has to do if he's feeling heavy, if he's feeling yeah. draggy and sluggish and that kind of stuff. And it's all about what he eats. And know? so that kind of goes on along on like the research side for you. So is that something that you've done like through culinary school or is that something that you still have to do day to day? All the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's an ongoing thing. Culinary school was fun. It was yeah. cool for me um, because essentially I got kicked out of regular college. Like I just did not want to go to college. Yeah, it wasn't right. my thing. Like I went to work. Yeah. I will sit in my dorm room and make CDs all day. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was my vibe. But when I went to culinary school, you know, I could have spent the night in there. Like I had yeah. so much fun. You got a passion um, for it at that for point. For sure, yeah. for sure. And it took me some time because there was like a 10-year gap between me going to college right out of high school mm-hmm. and then me going to culinary mm-hmm. school. Um, but once I got there, then I figured that was that was my play, you know? Okay. But what I was where I was going with that was that you learn some stuff there, um, but it's really the basics, the fundamentals, yeah. Yeah, you know, sure. and everything you do after that is, is really about how deep you want to learn and, you know, how important it is to you to learn. And I got this client who can't eat the same thing every day. So I got to constantly be investing in my craft, constantly studying, constantly growing. Um, and that never changes, you know? Now, so through your years at culinary school, um, did you see, you saw a vision of becoming a personal chef that time? Or were you wanting to like work at a, a five-star restaurant? Like what made you choose this career path? 
So I never saw working in a restaurant. Okay. I thought it was going to be monotonous, you know, doing the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. And that definitely wasn't what I wanted to do. Okay. Y'all see what's going on here? Yeah, I see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Like, you know, you put that in there. <laughs> So yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, it wasn't what I wanted to do. I thought it was going to be boring. And I know me. I know I need to kind of be different, keep it fresh every day. Yeah. And I didn't think a restaurant was going to do that for me. So I, I definitely didn't. I, I kind of molded myself after being wanting to be a personal chef. Okay. And so I found some uh, mentors, you know, people who, my culinary instructors who were doing private work. Yeah. I would always kind of talk to them. And once I finished culinary school, I stayed in touch with them. So some of my first personal chef jobs were through those connections that I made in school. Definitely. For sure. So who do you owe it to the most, I guess, from that's been like helping you to pave your path to this oh, man. journey, man? It would, I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't think it could be one person. Right. Um, I had two really cool um, personal chef instructors, Chef mm-hmm. Massey, Chef Dustin Gordon. Those guys have been incredible yeah. um, and just answering the phone. And when I was trying to figure stuff out really early on, coming and tasting stuff and saying, yo, this is good, but do this. Go further, go further. Um, so those guys were very, very instrumental in just the development of the food component. Um, I had a really great um, boss when I first started culinary. My first job in the kitchen was at uh, a drug and alcohol re- rehab center. Okay. So they, it was a residential place where people lived there for like seven days as they were transitioning into rehab. Um, so I would cook there, lunch and dinner, uh, for whoever was in the building, whether it was the patients or the staff. Um, and the owner of that place, he owned the place, but he also let me start building Kitchen Killer while I ran that place. Um, and most places don't let you do that kind of thing. Yeah. Who's going to let you yeah, come to your job your and run brand. your business right. while you're at their job? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was a blessing to be able to come up, you know, find this guy and just him be o- open to do what you got to do. As long as this is taken care of, do what you got to do. So that was very instrumental in me be- building the business and having a space to do that. And then um, my parents. You know, my parents were really supportive when I said, I'm not going to work another job. I'm going to work, do Kitchen Killer. Um, and that don't always work financially. You know what I'm right. saying? You got yeah. bills to pay. Definitely. You got li- lights mm-hmm. and rent and your car and all that stuff. So they always came through and made sure I was straight, you know, emotional support and, um, you know, emotional, spiritual, financial support. Just making sure that I didn't miss a beat in the process of building a dream. And then... Um, you know, over the last few years, I met my partner now, who's also the owner of Press Release Marketing. Um, and so she helps me with marketing and brand exposure and development and, you know, kind of taking that business to the next level. So um, Crystal is, you know, very instrumental in what we do now yeah. from day to day. Yeah, because you have your own uh, YouTube channel, right? Yeah, yeah, I got a YouTube channel. Uh, we got a little series on there, In the Kitchen with yes. Killer. Right. So yeah. uh, we got a couple of things dropping on there. But, you know, in South Florida, we did a couple of things. We hooked up with DJs. And uh, we actually got an episode going to drop with Hassan that we did with Hassan right before we left mm. Miami. Um, That's episode three that's coming up. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So so it's cool stuff where you just get in the kitchen and chop it up like we are, cook something, taste something. Hassan did a little steak thingy thing yeah, you know for sure, for sure. <laughs> so it should be cool but but yeah we do youtube channel you know and so we're just trying to expand the brand again you, we want to do and have the mark that we have in south florida yeah. wherever we go so come to portland we want to be able to show people that we could do more than just you know one-off meals That's you know right. we can do yeah, literally everything yeah, yeah. Exactly. i watched uh, i watched your first episode with uh, sizzle with she's sizzle. Uh, She's yeah. a character. I like, she? I like her. I like her. Yeah. Sizzle, if you're watching this, I Sizzle's, like you. Sizzle's wild. We're going to have to bring yeah. Sizzle to Portland. Yeah. Sure. That, that's some real Miami down south type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody ain't ready for Sizzle. Because yeah. <laughs> I haven't been to Miami yet. Yeah. You know. Well, we're going to make it to that Sizzle's a tour guide when there you come. Holler at me. Your boy CMA on Twitter. Holler at me. that. For sure, for sure. So now what are you doing with the meal right now? I see you're incorporating, what is that? That was the, that was the mango sauce. Mango? Okay, yeah, the yeah, yeah. So the chicken's on, right? Chicken's on, we seared all the chicken up and then I added the chicken back in and then I put in probably uh, maybe like a cup and a half of mango salsa. So oh, the mango salsa is just fresh mango, onion, cilantro, some garlic, little orange juice, some honey, um, and scallions. And so all that stuff is going to caramelize in there. The steam from the liquid is going to help the chicken finish cooking all Mm -hmm. the way through. Um, So, you know, we'll have a little bit of spice from the chicken, but the sweetness from the mango and stuff. 
it's gonna be on and popping. So really, it's almost ready. We're just gonna let it vibe for a little bit. Now, right. did you say you have a go-to spot where you get all your ingredients, or? Here? Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't say a go-to spot, uh -huh. but there's a couple places that I really like. Um, Zupans is one of Zupans, them. Zupans, okay. Zupans is dope, I think, from a, a small kind of family chain, which is, I, right. I think they yeah. are. They have really great products. Their meat and seafood department is great. Produce is cool. Um, Market of Choice is a real cook, good, quick spot. Um, and Provador. You guys been to Provador? I haven't even heard of this. Yeah, spot. Provador, it's, um, I don't know where it's at. Like, I know okay, how to get no. there on the GPS. <laughs> <laughs> I know I how to get there on the GPS. Yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. took us 30 minutes. That's okay, all I know. For sure. But what's cool about it is that they have, like, three or four different purveyors, suppliers, okay. who are within this one <laughs> store. Oh, yeah. So there's a produce company that only sells the produce there. Then there's a meat and fish that sells the meat. Then they got uh, Italian wow. stuff, like it's cheeses. Like a little, and, that's farmer's market. Yeah, yeah but it's indoors, cool. like yeah. a grocery store. Yeah. You yeah. get what I mean? So mm -hmm. I love it. Real high-end stuff. And they got a wine bar back there, too. So I get a lot oh. of Hassan's wine and some stuff from there, too. So, yeah, out of those spots, those are typically where I get most of the stuff from. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, the coconut rice is looking, looking good right looking now. Looking coconutty. Yeah. Looking yeah. Coconutty <laughs> and all. So, oh, um, did you, so I know that, you know, since you've been here now, you're a Portland fan. Did you have an NBA team that you followed prior to Portland and the Heat? Yeah, well, because I grew up in South Florida, I was yeah. a Heat fan. Okay. Yeah, I, w I was definitely a Heat fan. You know, I grew up in the Alonzo Mourning, Tim Hardaway oh, era. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, you know, that's when we was fighting the Knicks every time right. we turned yeah. around. Yeah. And, uh, this you is know. a cool basketball Yeah, background. yeah, 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 yeah. So I was definitely a Heat fan. Um, you know, and in South Florida, I can't say that I still wouldn't be a Heat fan. But um, I'm, I'm a Hassan fan right now. So yeah, we go, we, go. it's Trailblazers all day. Sure. Um yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm, an, I'm a basketball fan, so okay, you know yeah. we definitely. So watch. growing up, did you play basketball or? Yeah, I okay. used to hoop. I played high school basketball. I played varsity freshman year, so I was oh, alright. Yeah, okay. I was alright. I was a varsity freshman year. She's being a little humble right now. She was a little hooper back then. What position did you play? I played the three. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I played the three, but then I got too short, you know, and I stopped growing. Yeah. So then once you, you know, you start looking at college offers and stuff, uh, you know, at my height, they want to move him to the one, and my handles weren't ready right. for to be a one, you know? So. See, that's what happened to me. I'm only 5'9", so a lot of colleges weren't looking at me, so yeah. I, I just stuck to track, you know, like that scholarship. <laughs> you can you be know. small on track, yeah, you know? Yeah, you're going, keep No running. doubt. But not for sure. Now, tell us a little bit, you know, the, the cultural differences, you know, coming from Miami, you know, like you said, it's, it's vibrant, it's lively, and then coming yeah. out here to Portland, you know, out there in Westland, it's, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty you know, neutral. Yeah, it's, yeah. Pretty, it's pretty neutral it's pretty out there. <laughs> like, how's, how's that been adjusting adjustment period for you? Yeah, it's definitely different because South Florida is a melting pot. You know, right. you got Latin, you got uh, Jamaican, you got Haitian, you got, you know, Everything. even like as a black American, you kind of feel like the minority because everybody, <laughs> right. everybody is so mixed up down there. Um, and so that's cool because from a food standpoint, you get everything. Definitely, yeah. um, and even just being friends with people, you get to kind of find different people to vibe with. Um, here was a, a bit of a culture shock, um, especially being out in Westland. We wanted to make sure that I was close to Hassan. Right. Um, so that it was easy for me to kind of maneuver. Um, so it's, it's pretty... Um, monotone out there mm -hmm. in Westland, but it's quiet and it's slow and I can appreciate that right. because it's super hectic in South Florida. Like it's a yeah. race to do everything. The traffic <laughs> sucks. And you know, from over there, I could get to Hassan's house in like six and minutes, six and a half minutes. You know there what I'm saying? Go, yeah. I go, I do what I got to do. I come right back. So I can, it, for me, it feels like a working vacation being out there because it's, it's just chill. Yeah. But even it being chill and slow, you know, you can focus more on your endeavors sure. and, you know, plan things for out. Sure. So. And, that, and that's what Portland has really been for me. It's just kind of saying, all right, we got some time. Now, how can right. we grow the business? How can right. we develop the business? Um, you know, what else can we do? You know, what else can we do? So, you got the next question? Well, so, um, before you moved from Fort Lauderdale, mm -hmm. you were uh, recognized as uh, one of the Fort Lauderdale's top chefs, is that correct? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, that happened, that happened. Can you kind of, like, explain what that, um, like, experience was like and what, maybe, like, who the other people you were, like, I don't know if it was competing against or, like, um... Um, so in a couple of different situations, um, one, there was a Miami Gardens Food and Wine Festival mm. that we did. Um, so I was voted, I, I, I think there might have been like 13 different chefs and or 
restaurants that were featured in that in that particular thing. Um, and so the people who ran that event, um, they voted us to have the best food, you know, yeah, the best food, at best cool. display, best presentation. Um, and then we've been recognized just in a couple different things. There's an organization called Chef Culture down there. Okay. So we've been featured um, and they kind of create a network, an ecosystem, they like to say, of, of chefs, black and brown chefs in South Florida and then across the nation. Um, and so we love kind of doing what they do is it's just kind of being in and pouring into other chefs and, and just chopping it up because a lot of times nobody really gets what we do but us. Right. You know, people look at us from a distance like, oh, yeah, it's easy. All you're doing is cooking all day. I bet. So <laughs> yeah, grocery right. shopping, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We yeah, grocery sure. shop, we yeah. cook, we clean. We clean up before we cook. Mm -hmm. Then we clean, then we cook and we clean yeah. and we do that three times a day. It's a process. So it's a process, you yeah. know, and, and your day could easily be 15, 16 hours depending on what your client's day is like. Yeah. Um, you know, you're making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, you're making smoothies, you know what I'm saying? They might be hungry and then 20 minutes later, mm, want something else. I know you're the fan of the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> I do. I love peanut butter and jelly, but Hassan likes them too, and they're his uh, game day tradition. Okay. So question, do you like grape jelly or strawberry jelly? Uh, personally, I like strawberry jelly. There you go. Okay. But Hassan likes grape jelly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now for sure, I'll go with the strawberry on my uh, PB&J sandwiches. And um, so I know we kind of we did some um, some digging. So what can you explain this Bay Day dinner? Bay Day dinner. Yeah. yeah. We were just talking about Bay Day dinner the other day. Uh -huh. We I think we're gonna bring that back. Okay. Um, so Bay Day dinner. Last year we did um, pop up dinner. So we were okay. doing pop up dinners every so often because again, as a private chef, you want to be able to give what you do to the public. But everybody can't afford to have somebody cooking in their kitchen every day. Yeah. Right. Um, so then I was doing pop-up dinners. And it started, I, I st initially I started doing them in my house. You know, I'd invite like 15 people and I had them spread out on this long table. And I'd charge them like 50 bucks, like come eat. Okay. You know what I'm nice. saying? Oh, yeah. And then it just grew and grew and grew. And now we're looking at 75, 125 people. Um, so we did Bay Day dinner and it was just like a real romantic vibe. It was a six course. We did it on like the day before Valentine's Day. Okay. Um, so it was a six course dinner where it was aphrodisiac infused foods. So, you know, drinks included. Yeah, okay. It was a vibe. Like yeah. it was hot. And so people are always kind of like, when are we doing another Bay Day? So I think we're going to rock that this year. Um, it, it should be fun. Uh, people you, love it when we do that. Kind you're going to bring it to Portland or just in? Yeah, if we get some okay. folks who want to come out and eat. Yeah, I'm in. We're, we're, still, we're still trying to build. Bay Day dinner. It's coming. It's coming, you guys. Portland, be you on guys the lookout You guys got to make us feel like you want us, you oh, know, yeah, for on, sure. on IG. So definitely link with us on IG. But right now, we've um, partnered with uh, a farm here, and we're going to do a farm to fork. Okay. A farm to fork meal um, probably this summer. Okay. Once the weather gets a little bit better, we're going to do like a straight outdoor farm to fork, maybe four or five courses. Um, so you get that fresh, healthy food, um, but high end, you know, yeah, yeah. again, it's sophisticated comfort. We want to keep it on that level. So we're definitely going to do that here in Portland. Uh, use some of the fresh produce that's around and then uh, we'll see what else, you know, pops up. Sure. So farm to fork, mm -hmm. what else do you have planned in the near future? Like, let's say what's your next moves in five to six months? Um, so we got farm to fork. Um, what else we got? So we got a couple private events happening. One we got happening with the Blazers. Um, you guys might see that on IG after it happens. But we got something really cool. Myself, Chef Kenny, Chef B, and then also Chef Lex, uh, Mellow Chef. Yeah. Um, so the four of us are putting something together that's going to be really, really sexy in the next few weeks. Um, and then after that, we got a couple private events in South Florida. We got a wedding. Um, and then I think Farm to Fort, we're going to do something. I think we're going to try to put together end of the year something for the Blazers. And then that Farm to Fort this summer is probably going to be the next big popping, open to the public type vibe that we're going to do. Cool. Yeah. So it seems like you travel a lot throughout the year, just as much as Hassan. And well, I don't know, just as much as Hassan. <laughs> <laughs> but, we, but I definitely try to stay busy. You know, mm -hmm. and try to expand the brand because, you know, he's not going to play forever yeah. right. and I can't cook forever, you right. know. So we want to make sure that everything that we are able to do gets done. You know, sure. I, we got a couple of clients uh, where we do restaurant consulting, food consulting for and we just kind of help with menu development, staffing, all those things behind the scenes that people don't see. Um, so, you know, if there are any local businesses, whether it's a restaurant, uh, commercial kitchens, like, for instance, the place where I told you I used to work, it's not a restaurant. They're not selling food, but they have a commercial kitchen. They got staff. Okay. They got products. They have budgets. They got numbers. And so those are things because of my past, you know, retail grocery background, profit and loss reports. Those are things that most people who cook 
don't necessarily have a handle on. Um, So I'm able to kind of go into whatever commercial business there is with the kitchen involved and help them with ordering and all those kinds of things too. It's not cooking, she can do the numbers also, you know, she's she's (laughs) multifaceted. No doubt. So uh, speaking of making connections too, do you cook for any other celebrity or athletes? I know uh, you might be cooking for Hassan's family too, is that correct? Yeah, so um, whoever's at his house, you Mm -hmm. know, is who I cook for. and typically during the season, I try to keep it just like that for him so that he feels exclusive. Um, he is the priority for me, you know, from September to June, hopefully June. Oh, yeah. Right? Playoffs at least. Playoffs at But, you know, in the off season, you know, he's out traveling, he's doing yeah. stuff. So we kind of keep it easy. You know, he, whenever he's in a place where he wants me, then I go. But then that does free up my time. So whoever calls, I'm available. Yeah. For sure. sure. So if you're in the Portland area and you get like a, a client who has like a, some vegetarian diets or vegan diets, For you sure. have like meal meal plans like already ready to go? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like to do custom stuff. Um, people ask me to send them menus all the time. I never do. Um, <laughs> but but it's because you don't want the same thing that I've been cooking seven times. Yeah. And personally for me, I don't want to cook the same thing 15 times. So tell me what you want. You know, give me an, a scope of it and I'll build, build you a custom menu. And that's whether it's a, a private event, a one-off event, or even, you know, day-to-day. Like, Hassan and I, we don't talk menus. Like, I show up, I cook what I want to cook, you know, and most okay, times right. it's a hit. You know, every so often he'd be like, nah, I don't do that no more. But, <laughs> <laughs> I can see him coming in like, yeah. nah, man. Nah, nah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I try, I try to keep it fresh, you know, and that way we can also kind of, um, like, if you go in the store and you see something that's really hot, like, yo, I want to build a meal around this particular ingredient, you know? So we try not to do menus, but if, if someone asks like, yo, I'm, I'm vegan, I'm this, I'm that, uh, what can you do? And then we might, you know, kind of sketch something out. Definitely. Yeah. I just feel like also like, uh, I'm, I'm not vegan or vegetarian, but like vegan uh, meals kind of put unusual spin, spin on things. And For sure. it's kind of interesting. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And every so often, um, you know, because he's an athlete, especially like in the off season, right before we go into training camp, then, you know, he has like a vegan week where he'll just go straight vegan or straight Mm -hmm. vegetarian. Uh, That kind of stuff to kind of cleanse and get it fresh, get you started over. Um, And then I've had some clients who who do, you know, vegan twice a week, that kind of thing. So we got all kinds of stuff. Interesting. For sure. Because you have to, like you were saying earlier, you kind of have to consider like what kind of... uh meals or foods that they might eat that like reduce inflammation right 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 and so stuff like grains and and when you look at vegan cooking or gluten-free cooking those things are typically good to kind of incorporate into an athlete's meal anyway whether it's not completely vegan but if you start substituting you know whole cow milk with nut milks then those are always great substitutions um if you start substituting grains and and spaghetti squash like one of his favorite things to eat is uh, like I do spaghetti bolognese, but instead of spaghetti, I use spaghetti squash. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and it's okay. it's filling, and he eats it like eat, like it's real pasta. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and so, and he can eat as much of that as he wants because right. he's not killing the carbs, he's not killing the sugar in the in the wheat, you know, and all that stuff. So, so those are always good ways to incorporate vegan and gluten free living with someone who's not necessarily vegan. Definitely, yeah, that's cool. I probably had to do some more research on you know <laughs> vegan uh, meals and stuff like that, but. Yeah. Interesting, man. They got like a uh, cauliflower, uh, like chicken wings and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like it's real. It looks like yeah, it's real. They're good, but, man. And it tastes like chicken. I mean, no. uh, <laughs> it don't like taste chicken, like chicken, but, but it gives you the vibe. It yeah, gives, right, yeah. If, right. you, if you're eating, you know, and really what it's about. A lot of times when people are eating vegans, they want to feel like they're doing what they used to do. Right, right. right. You know what I mean? So if you go to a Super Bowl party and they got a bunch of chicken wings, buffalo wings mm-hmm. over there, if you got some buffalo cauliflower. You ain't eating the same thing, yeah, but you, you know, feel like you're munching and you're on the yeah. same level, you and know? You still got, like, the buffalo sauce. And right, the, yeah. And they got the they flavor. got vegan ranch, and yeah. you know, so you can feel like you're in there munching. Mm-hmm. So, actually, we have some breaking news. No. What is that? Um, we have a trade that just happened. Really? With who? Yeah, with uh, Sacramento. Okay. So, Portland traded uh, Kent Bazemore for Dwayne Deadman and Trevor Ariza. Wow, that's breaking yeah. news. Breaking you guys news, heard man. that here yeah. first on, on the podcast right here. Um, how do you guys feel? How do you feel about that? I heard, I heard, your, I heard your reaction. Wait, who was the first person? Uh, Kent Bazemore for uh, Dwayne Dedman and Trevor Ariza. I'm a Trevor Ariza fan. I've always been a Trevor Ariza fan. Um, but I love Kent Bazemore. I think right. he hustles. Uh, yeah. he's, he's full of energy. I think he, you get 
consistently right. that effort. He's from going to give it 110%. He's giving you 110%. He's all over the floor. So I'm sad to see him go. Right. You know what I mean? Um, man, but uh, I mean, it's trade deadline, so we know nobody's safe. <laughs> yeah, nobody's safe. You know what I'm saying? Got a big man, got a, got a dead man. And we, and we need that. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not too familiar with dead men, but yeah. I know Ariza's a, a good pickup. No, Ariza yeah. for sure. You know, he has championship experience uh, with the Lakers early on in his career. And he's just a three guy, three and D type of guy. We need that. I got to check too. He's still got so. like two years on his contract, I think. Something like that. I think like he that. has something like that. Mm -hmm. I like the pickup. Yeah. It's sad to see Baysmore go though because yeah, I, I, I like Baysmore too. I really did like Baysmore. I didn't see that trade happening. I got to be honest. I was talking to Dre earlier <laughs> yeah. today saying that a trade wasn't going to happen. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that's breaking news. That's a little something shaking wow. up in the kitchen right here. But we're with uh, Chef Kiara of Killer Kitchen. Right now, she has the mango chicken with the coconut rice cooking right yeah, here. Yeah, we are so actually what, what you got done next? with that if we cool. Okay. Like, it's, it's okay. chilling. It's good. I could plate y'all up if y'all want to eat. If if you want to plate it, you know, we'll let you do the, the honors okay. of that. Okay, okay. Um, oh. Now, with that, when you do plate something, yeah. you're looking for presentation. You want to look at the colors. Like, how do you plate something? Yeah, so... Um, you definitely want to plate and make it nice and neat, right? Yeah, you don't want it to have splattered juice all over the place. Um, and you want your colors to pop. You don't right. try not to have it monotone. Um, so you kind of plan those things in the midst of, of planning what you're going to so, cook because you know what it's going to look like. Okay. Your details? So, yeah, so we got the actual details from now. Watch. Um, he said Portland has traded Kent Bazemore and Anthony Tolver. Okay. And two second round picks to Sacramento for Trevor Ariza, Wendell Gabriel, and we got Caleb Swanigan back. Okay. So we got okay. Biggie back. But yeah. it doesn't look like we got Deadman. So, didn't get dead, man. Okay. Yeah. So just Ariza and Swanigan. Swanigan and Wendell Gabriel. I think he's probably from the G League. So. Yeah. Um, that's you know, that's fun yeah. to have Caleb back. You know, I, I do like Ariza. <laughs> I know, uh, Chef over here, she's having <laughs> some little... Man. She's like, what's going on? What's yeah, going that on? big game from Tolliver on Monday, too. All right, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Tolliver's on 16. <laughs> that would be bad if we're yeah. cooking and all of a sudden it's like... Yeah. We gotta, when we, we got, got that, yo, I, my stomach <laughs> dropped, yo. <laughs> <laughs> you got some phone calls. Yeah, for sure, for stomach sure. Stomach drop, that's for sure. <laughs> Because you just that. never know, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, you never know. when you trade deadline. No doubt. You know, things are happening. Part of the job. It is, for sure. So you got your greens here. Oh. Oh. Mm. All right, chef. If you wanna. Uh, yeah, I'll circle back on. to that rice. So, so that rice um, was a coconut rice, just a standard jasmine rice, um, and I did a can of coconut milk, and then the rest chicken stock. So it was nice and seasoned with the chicken stock, a little bit of salt, some olive oil in there, so it doesn't stick too much, and then the. Uh, Coconut milk, nice and creamy, so it's sticky. It also gives it a little bit of sweetness, too, to kind of combat the spicy chicken. You guys will see, she's about plated right now with the greens and everything. The chicken over there looks pretty good when she had the mango on there, so. All right, so now we're gonna give you this bed of greens. Again, I really like local stuff. This is those greens I was telling you about. Um, this is a mix of sweet shoots and then some Mighty Micros. Okay. Again, these are like 21 days old from seed to harvest to store. Um, sometimes you go in a grocery store, you see lettuce that look like it's been sitting there for yeah, 21 yeah, days. Yeah, a little brown you know what I'm saying? stuff like that. <laughs> so I these, pass. I love. They're nice and bright and they're soft and delicate. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to give you a good mix of that. Okay, okay. Now, something that we didn't uh, ask earlier in the show, what's like your favorite spices to cook with? Ah, uh, you know, I think that salt is the essential, okay. you know, I think that if you don't have anything else, if you salt and pepper something the right way, you're okay. okay. Um, I've done some diets, you know, I've had some clients who have diets where they uh, have to omit salt from their diet. And I, I, I promise you, no matter what I do to whatever it is, you know it ain't no salt on there. <laughs> like, like no matter what herb, what, what's, you know, what spice you put on there. Um, so I, I think salt is essential. Um, and then I, I, I love dark spices, so I like cumin. I like the spiciness of cumin. Mm -hmm. um, it gives you a smoky vibe. Okay. Because nah, um, I know me, sometimes I do a little bit of cooking. I specialize in pastas. Okay. You know, I okay. know simple dishes. Yeah. Like I told Chef B and Chef Kenny last time, uh, chicken alfredo, um, some, some shrimp alfredo, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So I'll put you know, a little garlic. That's my favorite season to cook with. Garlic? Oh, okay. What about you? If you cook, I cook. Okay. My mom, made, my mom, it's a person that you know always makes home cooked meals. We don't right. go out to eat. Now I do, obviously, because uh -huh. college kind of got me <laughs> eating out all the time. 
But uh, anything with, you know, Asian culture, so anything with rice. Mm -hmm. um, we, my mom mixes it up all the time, some, some kind of assorted veggies mm -hmm. uh, with some kind of meat in it. And okay. she's, she knows how to put all those spices. I mean, it's just years of home-cooked meals. Right. Her grandma teaching her how to cook, too. So. For sure, for sure. What about you, Brody? I know yeah, you, the you said the sandwiches. The hey, bologna no, sandwiches. So I got one for you guys. This is a recipe I picked up from a restaurant down in Corvallis. Um, I don't I don't remember the name of the restaurant, but it's so it's sweet potato tacos. Okay. So basically, yeah, you you cook up the sweet potatoes and then you add some coleslaw to it, and then you can do your own like uh, salsa or whatnot if you mm -hmm. want to make some homemade salsa or just some store bought salsa is what I do. But and then you add some avocado on there, man. Hmm. Really good. I love sweet potatoes. Good. Yeah, sweet potatoes. Oh, yeah. Sweet potatoes. Oh, delicious, sure. yeah. dude. Now, um, our last episode, cooking episode, we had with Chef B and Chef Kenny. Chef B said he does a red velvet ice cream. He talked to me about this red velvet ice cream. And so, also, so Crystal, <laughs> she's over there, she's saying it's very good. Now, uh, Chef Kiara, do you have something that's like behind the scenes type of thing that you bring out for Hassan or anybody else that you cook for? So I'm not much of a pastry chef in terms of sweets, um, okay. but my go-to dessert is bread pudding. Okay. Um, so I do bread pudding like, I don't know, an unlimited number of ways. Um, and uh, one of the most popular ones is uh, this Hennessy white chocolate one. Mm, okay. So we do it. They're always drunken. So we add rum, we add cognac, whatever. So I do a Hennessy white chocolate. So it's Hennessy white chocolate and then we smash some raspberries yeah, in like, there. Mm, I like that. <laughs> okay. Stuff. We drop it with some raspberries um, and then I make a Hennessy glaze to put on top. So. Okay. It's, it's pretty sexy. People now it doesn't turn you up, right? When you when you eat nah, it. Nah, well. It's gonna get if you. Yeah, once you, you once you cook it through, yeah, it then just, it cooks the alcohol right, content. Right. But when I make the sauce, it depends on how I make the sauce. Because you can light the sauce on fire, cook out the alcohol, or, or you could just warm it with the sauce, and yes. so it's lit. You know it's what I mean? Like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's what I like. Yeah. Oh, okay. that's, that's something. It's that's a waste of alcohol if you just burn it. Right, right, right. It's true. It still gives a flavor in there. Right. But as you can see, chef over here just plating the chicken right now. It looks pretty good right now. Beautiful. Uh, Bro, do you have anything else for uh, Chef Killer? Well, so I know you're a fan of music. I was just curious if you have like a go-to playlist for your cooking process. Or All day. It depends. It <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, it depends on the vibe. You know, I'm a Jeezy fan. Okay. You know, okay. Jeezy T.I. usually get me right. Like, that's what I listen to on the way here. When I was getting ready and I was prepping this stuff, that's what I, well, that's what I do. Um, you know, if it's a late night vibe and I'm doing dinner or I know I'm about to be on my way home, then I slow it down a little 80s, 90s R&B. Okay. okay. Slow jams. You know, hit them with that Tony Braxton. And, <laughs> Tony you Braxton. know what I'm saying? A little Nita Baker, that kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty versatile. You know, I like South Florida music. I love Jeezy. You know, in the South, I like Rick Ross, you know. So uh, I try to keep it pretty hype. It keeps my creative juices going. I know I, you know, like I told Chef Bean, Chef Kenny last time, I'll start off with some uh, with some Davies. I'm more like East Coast, you okay. know, from New York, okay. stuff like that. But then if it's something, I might switch it up to Chris Brown or some Chardonnay type stuff. Right. You know? but most, I'll start off with some East Coast vibes and then get it started. You definitely you feel how that vibe, of course, for sure. But yeah, if you guys are tuning in, if you are, you know, you're kind of late. You missed the whole cooking <laughs> thing. But we have Chef Kiara here from Kitchen Killer, um, based out of Florida. She's here with uh, Hassan's personal, uh, Hassan Whiteside's personal chef out here in Portland, Oregon. And she has been gracious enough to cook some mango chicken with coconut rice. I know I'm probably saying it all wrong, <laughs> but as you can see, it looks pretty damn good right back. now. So we're about to dive into go. this. Yeah, what Chef Killer's all about, you know. Um, so where where can we find you guys at again? So on Instagram is Kitchen underscore Killer, um, Facebook Kitchen Killer Culinary Solutions, and uh, the website is KitchenKiller.com. K I L L A. Oh, and I see you got the avocado over there. You gonna chop that up a little bit? No, or? just probably put a little slice on there. Um, you know, good fats in avocados, yeah. and it's a good. Filling yeah. mechanism, you know. Okay. Um, probably give you just a little slice of each one. So far, it looks good. I can't wait to dive yeah, into it. Woo! Ready to go. Yeah. You know, we we appreciate you stopping by. For sure, I appreciate you guys up this, having this me. Beautiful meal right here. We're excited. Like to you come said, out check here. out her Instagram, her Facebook page, the YouTube page that she has going on. 
exciting things coming out here from Chef Kiara. We appreciate you stopping by. Um, Got any business ventures? Definitely hit her up. You know, this is. I can already recommend it right now. I haven't, I haven't even touched the food yet. <laughs> nah, yeah. for sure. We we appreciate that. Um, I see you got the was that an orange? What what, what you yeah, doing? Yeah, right do a little there? orange zest on there. Okay. okay. Just to kind of brighten it up a little bit. Heel to the eye. Now mm. I haven't done that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it's not gonna stop now. That's no, that's very interesting having the uh, the orange peel on there though. Yeah, uh -huh. so if you get the zest, you know it's not too bitter. Okay. You know, and uh, it brightens it up, give you a little aromatics while you're eating it, mm -hmm. and then um, hit you one time with this, and it will. Be aromatics. Can you explain more about that? What's the? It's just. Yeah. So aromatics is essentially. Um, the depthness of the flavors, okay. right? So as you eat, you kind of smell, you know, you smell it, you taste it, it hits your taste buds all over. That's a chef term. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's normal people who don't know what that's about. There's right. another term, uh, Chef B gave us glazing last episode, um, you know, scraping the pan, getting the flavors out right, there. Right, so, right, 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 right. So you learn something new. Some real science to it. Yeah, when you and come I, to a blazer game. And then you talked about how it's all art, too. So. Yeah, I mean, it, they call it culinary art for that reason, yeah. right? It's the, the development of not just the food and the spices, but visually how it looks because you eat with your eyes first, right? right? You know, if it looks like slop, it doesn't really excite you <laughs> in terms of eating it, you know? Right. Um, but if it feels like it's inviting to you, yeah. then you go get it, you know? For sure. For sure. Well, no, we appreciate you stopping by. I know you guys see this right here. Y'all can yeah, zoom in. Ooh, it looks beautiful. And like I said, we appreciate you stopping by. I know where the forks at, where the forks are. So we oh, get I brought a little, you some yeah. forks. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have to dive Y'all go ahead and get in on that. And let's see what this is about. We appreciate yeah. you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank I appreciate you, you guys having me. Yeah. Really excited. Absolutely. Here you go. Get a little mix of everything going. This is good right here, you guys. <laughs> this is good right here. Wang, what you think, man? Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> nah, for sure. So good. Brody, what you think, man? He can't even talk. <laughs> you know, if you're not talking, that the food's good. Yeah, it's delicious. For sure. I'm glad you like it. Thank mm. you. Thank you so much. For sure. Appreciate for sure. that. But that's going to do it for us over here at Official Blazer Game. We want to appreciate Chef Kiara stopping by, partner Crystal over there. Like I said, check out all our social media pages, uh, the YouTube channel. And um, I want to thank uh, Blazer Game for having us here, Henry V for the studio. Yes. Mr. Brian on the ones and twos. And with that being said, Rip, Rip City, City on, on their ass. ass. <laughs> Rip City on their ass.